Hello, my friends, again, and thank you for joining us today on The Daily Dig, where each day we dig into God's Word, searching for truth that will encourage us to deepen our faith. We are living in trying times, and we must strive each day to draw our strength from God's Word. Come along with Jacob Smith as we dig into God's Word together. And welcome to another episode of The Daily Dig. I'm so glad that you've joined us, and today we get to jump into a beautiful picture in the book of Ruth. Now, it's been a wonderful study, but this is where we finally get to unpack a little bit of that kinsman redeemer, the nearer kinsman picture as it points to Christ. We see in verse number, I guess it was 17 and 18 in chapter number three, about how uh, the, the fears were calmed in the heart of Ruth, and Ruth goes home to, to Naomi, and she tells her, go ahead and sit still. Just wait on, on Boaz to do his part. And then we get to Ruth chapter number four, verse number one, and it says this, then went Boaz up to the gate and sat him down there, and behold, the kinsmen of whom Boaz spake came by, unto whom he said, Ho, such a one, turn aside, sit down here. And he turned aside and sat down. And he took 10 men of the, of the elders of the city and said, Sit ye down here. And they sat down. We're going to get further into the passage, but I kind of want to unfold what's going on here. Remember, Boaz said, I'm going to take care. I'm going to do my part. You just fear not. And here's some food. Here's some barley. And I'm going to go ahead and do my part. Now we find Boaz in the gate going above and beyond. Have you ever met someone like that? I remember just a few years back, I was on staff at a church. This was roughly about five years ago. I had, I had been driving home from the church, and I was going around a, 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 a period of car, a group of cars, rather. And as I was going around those cars, something shot up underneath my car and broke a pressurized transmission line. Now, I, I don't know about you, but the pressurized transmission lines, they are um, what make the car kind of go. I had moseyed the car home. It was not doing very well. I would rev it up and get it home. I got it right in front of my, my driveway, pushed it up into my driveway because it wouldn't drive anymore. We had went to this prayer meeting. I obviously got it towed to the shop and, and found out how much it cost. I went to this prayer meeting with a group of pastors, and we were praying, and then someone had found out that I was in need of getting this fixed. Now, I probably would have paid for it myself, but this person not only prayed for me to have my car fixed, but later on they gave me a check to pay for this car. And you know, they didn't have to do that. They went above and beyond, and it was a very emotional thing to be able to see someone that not only loved you, but went above and beyond to meet your need. We find Boaz doing that. He's sitting down in the city, and he sees the nearer kinsman. Remember, he tells Ruth, there's someone closer than I, and if he's going to redeem you, we got to let him do his job, but if he won't, I'll do it. So he sees this person. He says, ho, such an one, or, or hey, 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 come over here, brother. we got to talk. And he took 10 men. He took 10 witnesses. He sits them down, and he says unto him, Naomi, the one who went to Moab, she's, she's got to have her land, verse number 3 selleth a parcel of land, which was our brother Elimelech's. 
And I thought, verse number four, to advertise thee, saying, Buy it before the inhabitants, before the elders of my people. If thou wilt redeem it, redeem it. But if thou wilt not, tell me. And this is what he says at the end of verse number four. He says, I will redeem it. He finds out about Naomi the uh, that had gone to Moab and was married to Elimelech. He says, oh, her, her property has to be, be redeemed. Go ahead. Uh, I'll do it. I'll do my part. And then we see verse number five. Then said Boaz, what day thou buyest Naomi's field, or buyest the field of the hand of Naomi, thou must buy it also of Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of the dead. And this is what the kinsman said. I cannot redeem it for myself lest I mar mine own inheritance. Isn't it interesting? He goes from, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll redeem it. So now he says, oh, I, I cannot redeem it. And what was his reasoning? I, I don't want to ruin my inheritance. Isn't that interesting? Now, we know that there are uh, different uh, parts of the Levitical law. You can go into Leviticus and Deuteronomy and see the law of redeeming land, and there was a process to be followed there. But in this particular case, uh, there was some land passed down from not only Elimelech, but to Ruth's spouse, and, 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 and obviously Elimelech and Naomi's sons. And so there had to have been a, a redemption process, not only from Naomi, but for Ruth. And this is where the rubber meets the road. If he would have redeemed Naomi's land, she was beyond childbearing years, and so it would just be an investment for him, and he would gain some property, and there would be no, no uh, uh, loss in the future. But in the case of Ruth, she was a young lady. She would be having children, likely. And, and if he was to have redeemed her, it would not only be an investment, but it would be a loss. It would be a net loss of property. He's saying, I, I don't want to mar my inheritance. I don't want to lose money on this deal. When you see Boaz, Boaz went above and beyond. We see this in verse number six. And, and the kinsman said, I cannot redeem it for myself. Then he says this, you can redeem it, thou, I, redeem thou my right to thyself, or Boaz, you go ahead and take it. I'm not going to redeem it myself. And so as was the custom, verse number seven, now this was the manner in former time in Israel concerning redeeming and concerning changing, for to confirm all things, a man plucked off his shoe and gave it to his neighbor. Now that's an interesting custom and courtesy there of the time that was in Israel, but really what that pointed out was is that as he was handing a sandal to his fellow uh, family member, giving him the shoe, what that was a sign of was giving them a right to walk on the property, to possess the property. We see a beautiful picture of the gospel here. As Boaz is redeeming back and purchasing back the land for both Ruth and Naomi, we saw Jesus Christ come down and redeem us. But you see, he wasn't a nearer kinsman. He wasn't, a kin, he wasn't kin to us. So that's why in the word became flesh, John chapter number one says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. What does it say in Philippians chapter number two? He took upon the form of a servant. He, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, 
even the death of the cross, we see that he came to redeem us and purchase us back. Mark chapter number 10, verse 45 says, for even the son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister to give his life a ransom for many, meaning that he didn't come down to gain something. He wasn't like the other man, like Boaz was willing to sacrifice and to purchase them back. The other kinsman, he says, you know what? It's going to mar my inheritance. But Jesus Christ was marred for us. He was bruised for our iniquity. He took upon our sin. He that knew no sin took upon our sin for us that we might be made the righteousness, that we could be set free from the bondage of sin. Hebrews chapter number 2, verse 14 and 15 says, For as much then as children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, meaning that Christ came down to take upon the form of a human. Then it says this, that through death he might destroy him that had power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them, that's us, the children of God, who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage, meaning that when Christ died for us, when we received Christ as Savior, we were set free from the bondage of sin. And just as Ruth and Naomi needed to be redeemed, there is a beautiful picture of Boaz sacrificing his inheritance, rather, his finances and his, his means to be able to redeem them back and to purchase them. We see Jesus Christ came down, took upon the form of a servant, humbled himself and took upon our sin, taking upon him the iniquity of us all. He not only gave himself for us, but he had purchased eternal redemption for us with his blood. We know that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And Jesus Christ's blood was shed for you and for me. And may thanks be to God that we have someone who went above and beyond. He not only paid the penalty, he purchased us back and gave us life and life more abundantly. Today, may we live grateful for the, the penalty that was paid and the life that was given, not because it benefited him, but because it benefited us. May you have a wonderful day today. May you be fired up as you go out about your day today that you have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Have a wonderful day. God bless. I hope you were encouraged by the word of God today and challenged to dig deeper on your walk with the Lord. It is my prayer that you find strength each day digging deeper into God's word. If you're looking for more resources, you can find them on thedailydig.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to the next time on The Daily Dig.